Welcome to the ninth day of Christmas. We're going to go back to the fourth century to honour two leaders of Christian thinking, Christian theology, and of course the church at the time. Yes, the ninth day of Christmas celebrates Gregory Nazianzen. Nazianzen. And Saint Basil the Great. I love that, Saint Basil the Great. Gregory is remembered as the Trinitarian theologian. The church is still refining its thoughts in the fourth century, with his teaching continuing to influence modern theology. But Basil, however, Basil is far punchier in his style. So I thought we'd dedicate the largest portion of today's vlog to some of his quotes. And I think you will be shocked at how timely they are for 2021. So on the ninth day of Christmas, Basil the Great quotes. He was a champion of the divinity of the Holy Spirit and of social justice. And I think that's where the relevance is very raw for me. First quote, when someone steals another's clothes, we call them a thief. Should we not give the same name to one who could clothe the naked and does not? The bread in your cupboard belongs to the hungry. The coat unused in your closet belongs to one who needs it. The shoes rotting in your closet belong to the one who has no shoes. The money which you hoard up belongs to the poor. Hey, I promise you, there were a lot more like that. So social justice. He would have loved the um, 17 Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations, wouldn't he? And buy one, give one. A tree is known by its fruit, a man by his deeds. A good deed is never lost. He who sows courtesy reaps friendship. And he who plants kindness gathers love. Isn't that wonderful? A tree is known by its fruit, a man by his deeds. A good deed is never lost. He or she who sows courtesy reaps friendship. I'm so into good manners and courtesy. And he or she who plants kindness gathers love. Yum. I want creation to penetrate you with so much admiration that everywhere, wherever you may be, the least plant may bring you the clear remembrance of the Creator. If you see the grass of the fields, think of human nature and remember the comparison of the wise Isaiah, all flesh is grass and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. And that scripture goes on to talk about the flower fades and the grass disappears. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Some stuff on the Holy Spirit, our best friend and our best comfort going forward into 2021. What does the Spirit do? His works are ineffable in majesty and innumerable in quantity. How can we even ponder what extends beyond the ages? What did he do before creation began? How great are the graces he showed on creation. What power will he wield in the age to come? He existed, he pre-existed, he coexisted with the Father and the Son before the ages. Even if you can imagine anything beyond the ages, you will discover that the Spirit is even further before. So I think um, those of you who share my faith, this is the year where we really must make good friends with the Holy Spirit and be co-laborers together with him to bring about transformation because God is active in the world still through the Spirit. 
When I go into the house of one of these tasteless new rich individuals and see it bedecked with every imaginable hue, I know that this person possesses nothing more valuable than what is on display. Such people decorate inanimate objects, but fail to beautify the soul. I don't think he was that keen on the uh, unrighteous rich. Let's call them there. It's okay to be rich, but not unrighteously. Preserve gratitude like a precious deposit within your soul, and from it you will receive a double portion of delight. Remember the apostolic word, give thanks in all circumstances. This is from his great work on social justice. Care for the needy requires the expenditure of wealth. When all share alike, dispersing their possessions among themselves, they each receive a small portion for their individual needs. Thus those who love their neighbour as themselves possess nothing more than a neighbour. Yet surely you seem to have great possessions. How else can this be but that you have preferred your own enjoyment to the consolation of the many? For the more you abound in wealth, the more you lack in love. This is fourth century stuff. More on social justice. You showed no mercy. It will not be shown to you. You open not your house, you will be expelled from the kingdom. You gave not your bread, you will not receive eternal life. It's real hard stuff, isn't it? But um, absolutely in line with the Sermon on the Mount. After they have squandered their wealth among so many pursuits, if there is any leftover, they hide it in the ground and guard it deep within the earth. For the future, they say, is always uncertain. Therefore, let us take care, lest some unforeseen need should arise. Yet, while it is uncertain whether you will have need of this buried gold, the losses you incur from your inhuman behaviour are not at all uncertain. I know many who fast, pray, sigh, and demonstrate every manner of piety, so long as it costs them nothing yet would not part with a penny to help those in distress. I think we're getting the message, aren't we? Very, very clear about sharing your wealth, that others may not suffer and their suffering be relieved. For if we all took only what was necessary to satisfy our own needs, giving the rest to those who lack, no one would be rich, no one would be poor, and no one would be in need. Had you clothed the naked, had you given your bread to the hungry, had your door been open to every stranger, had you been a parent to the orphan, had you made the suffering of every helpless person your own, what money would you have left the loss of which to grieve? What a generous heart he must have had. What then will you answer the judge? You gorgeously array your wars, but do not clothe your fellow human being. You adorn horses, but turn away from the shameful plight of your brother or sister. You allow grain to rot in your barns, but do not feed those who are starving. You hide gold in the earth, but ignore the oppressed. Whoa, this is revolution stuff. Last couple of ones. He who plants kindness gathers love. And the last one. First, let me say that we have already received from God the ability to fulfill all his commands. We have then no reason to resent them. 
as if something beyond our capacity were being asked of us. We have no reason either to be angry, as if we had to pay back more than we had received. So there you go. I think he was a bit spoiling for a rumble in his time, and that rumble echoes in eternity as we celebrate the pithy quotes of St. Basil the Great on the ninth day of Christmas. <laughs>